Hi everyone, I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terror Girls. Welcome to episode 7? Episode we don't know what. I'm pretty sure it's episode (laughs) (laughs) 7. We are here with our friend, longtime friend, fellow runner. And neighbor. And Tiffany's neighbor, the one and only, Clark Campbell. Welcome, Clark. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on the Terror Girls podcast. I'm honored. We're honored to have you. Stop it. So tell us who you are. Where... (sighs) Who are you? Who are who am I? Mm-hmm. Who are I? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm most importantly a friend of Brittany and Tiffany's, and I'm most secondly, most importantly, um, the biggest fan of Terror Running that's in Cleveland, Tennessee. Ooh, and wow. since you have a lot of big fans, <laughs> strong words. Yeah, I mean, I have never had a sticker on my truck uh, or my vehicle in my entire life other than Auburn University ever. Nothing, and the only sticker or anything I have on my truck right now is terror running. So wow. I'm a pretty big fan. I don't know how many people you have out there that have a terror running sticker. So. Uh, I mean, kind of a lot. I don't, I mean, I don't see them. I think, I think <laughs> I'm the only one, I think. I'm pretty sure. You also lead our Monday night group runs. I do. Terror, terror Trot. Trot. Yes. Used to be called the Taco Trot. Yeah. But nobody ever got tacos. So <laughs> we just changed it to we the Terror We kept the alliteration Trot. and kept it. We did. Changed it to the Terror Trot. We did. Uh, what, else, what do you do when you're not fangirling terror running? <laughs> Fangirling. When I'm not doing that, I have an amazing family. We live in downtown, the historic district of downtown, for just a couple more weeks. And I run a business called Reverb, and we make uh, video and photo content on the internet. And we we light up the the internet with um, a lot of fun, Uh, specifically around events. Um, But we do a lot of other video work as well. But our, our our big product is making events look great online. And if you complimented the wonderful video from the Cleveland Half yes. Marathon in 2022, um, although we're great, it was not me and Tiffany. Nope. Um, it was Reverb. It was Reverb. We have Reverb to thank for all of the great content that came out of the Cleveland Half Marathon. So You know why we did it, though, right? Why? Because we love supporting small businesses. Uh, um, we yeah. do. We do. I know you care about small businesses. And, uh-huh. and most of our events, 99% of our events that we do and our projects that we do are not in Cleveland, Tennessee. But it's it's our hometown. It's where most of our team uh, grew up or went to college. And we believe in what you're doing. And we want to make your event look amazing because it is an amazing event. Um, and I'll tell you why I believe it's an amazing event when you ask me more questions. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we appreciate Reaver being there because it always makes it look good and fun and gives people FOMO. That's yep. really the... I used to hate that word. Uh, I used to hate it. Acronym, you mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the former uh, English Excuse me. I feel <laughs> uncomfortable. I'm leaving this uh, this podcast. Um, FOMO, the acronym. I used to hate it because it didn't, it was like a negative thing. And I, I was like, I don't want to create FOMO in people. That's fear. Like, I don't want to make people fear. But then if you think about it, everybody that owns a business or has an event wants people to attend their thing or buy their product. So it's really not about creating fear. It's about creating desire. Yep. I wish we could change it to desire of... Desire to not miss out next year. <laughs> D-T-M-N-Y. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, that's what we do is we create FOMO because we want people to attend your event and buy products from your store next time. Okay, Clark, we are going to jump into our warm-up questions Ooh, for I you. I thought those were... I know. It felt, a, you know, we were getting warm there, but it wasn't quite a warm up. Oh, okay. You know? We so, need you to be sweating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really fully, fully warm up before we That's, jump into the meat going. of this podcast. Yep. So we're going to ask you some questions. Just tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. So uh, uh, what's your favorite food? Mexican. 
just all Mexican? Nope, Dos Bros. Okay. Oh, you're loyal. A specific <laughs> dish at Dos Bros? Mm-hmm. What do you get? Nachos with chips on the side. Okay. What else in yeah. it? Yeah. Um, What's the Clark special? I get, uh, sometimes I get spinach and then brown rice, black beans, chicken, queso on the side, sour cream on the side, a little bit of corn salsa. Now I'm starting to do pico and mm. uh, then I shake it up. And then the chips are on the side, and then you just dip it. And wow. mm, mm. I literally saw your brain going down the line. I was walking. Gross. I was walking down the line. Yep. Literally. <laughs> if you are familiar at all with Cleveland and honestly Tennessee and and now Alabama, Georgia, yeah. Georgia and Alabama, mm-hmm. Dos Bros is an amazing. Um, I don't know what fast fast casual. Fast casual. Yeah. Fast, fast cash. casual. No fast, fast cash. cash. Oh gosh. Okay. FOMO. Fast cash. <laughs> right. Restaurant. But the original did start here in Cleveland, Tennessee. Yep. And we love it. Yeah, big fan of I won't of say goes. that I enjoyed driving past the other place in the parking lot being empty, but it kind of makes me happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty loyal to those friends, definitely. Me too. All right, next warm-up question. Book, movie, or nap? You had to pick one. What would it be? Audiobook. Okay. Audiobook. Mm-hmm. All right. I Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yep, I know you are. You uh, listen to an audiobook and a book at the same time. They're uh-huh. just not, like, at the same time, but right, at right. the same time. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I'm always in the middle of at least I two books, sometimes that. three. Mm-hmm. And then you take a nap right after. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my secrets. <laughs> you, you told it on the podcast. <laughs> it did. It's true. it's true. Okay. What, in your opinion, is the best TV show ever made? Chips. California Highway Patrol. In the seventies, and okay. I heard somebody heard outside of, of our studio laugh. Yeah, it's Keisha. It's Keisha, <laughs> our producer, because she knows it's true. Chips. Nobody, y'all aren't old enough to know. I literally chips have no or idea Airwolf, what which you, you're not old enough. I to was know. like, are we still talking about Dos Bros? Right, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> chips. California Highway Patrol. Yep, I grew up watching it. Motorcycle Cops in L.A. and okay. and. I just was right. addicted to it. We're going to need to look Ever. that up. Yeah, I have nothing to say. Okay, beyond that, that, either Friends. Okay. Mm. Friend, probably Friends. I don't watch TV anymore. Okay. I don't. Mm-hmm. I tried watching Yellowstone recently, and I love it. Yeah. I just haven't been able to actually, I don't watch yeah, TV like, anymore. Sit down yeah. and watch it, yeah. So. All right, mountain or beach? Mm, is my wife listening? Um, I would 100% say mountains. I just got back from Wyoming. If I if my wife hears me, she'll get really mad at me for saying that over the beach because <laughs> she loves the beach. And uh-huh. the kids love. My daughter, who's 11 now, actually doesn't like the beach as much as they do. So it's pretty fun because, like, I think I'm going to be able to convince my daughter to start going to the mountains more. Mm. Okay. But for sure, I just got back from fly fishing in the, in the mountains. And, I mean, I literally felt like I was as close to heaven as I could possibly be. Mm. Wow. That sounds great. Mountains. That does sound great. Okay. If you could have a superpower, mm-hmm. what would it be? Oh, there's no zero question about this. An effective communicator. Okay. Communication is so hard. Like, it's so hard. It's so hard to effectively communicate because everybody is different. Everybody receives information and words differently. And so I just wish I had the superpower of understanding how to talk to you, Tiffany, versus how to talk to Brittany, versus how to talk to my dad, versus how to talk to my wife. Like, everybody interprets and hears things differently. And I wish my superpower could be effective communication with everybody because it's it's so hard it's so and and then you add digital communication and then you've got 10 more layers of like guessing like how are they going to interpret this what are Mm -hmm. they going to think and it's just flipping hard Mm -hmm. that's a great one it is wise (laughs) what book are you currently reading um you can say no book no uh, i've listened to like not as many as you per day um, can, can, um, <laughs> we weren't saying I was the standard. Uh, the one that's making a big, biggest impact on me recently is Personality is Not Permanent by Benjamin Hardy, I believe. Um, it's And I'm also getting my private pilot's license right now, so I'm listening to that. 
Oh, yeah, Benjamin Hardy. Personality isn't permanent because so many of us read and take all these personality tests and we we put ourselves in these corners and we're like, well, I'm an Enneagram 8 and I'm an Enneagram 2 or I'm a disc this or I'm a that. And, and we, like, build up this thing around ourselves to be, I am this. And then you read and you're like, well, that's what you were. Like, this doesn't mean that's who you have to be. And so I can't stand it when people are like, well, that's just who I am. Mm, not really. You can be, you can always be improving. Like, you can always. And so this book about personality not being permanent, it's really opened my eyes to saying we can change our future. We can be different, better. And um, we can be more like the Enneagram 2 or more like the Enneagram 8. We don't have to just be what the personality test says we are. Mm-hmm. So it's a great book. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I also have heard that the healthier you are yes, emotionally, the, mm-hmm. right, the more you are like all of the, the Enneagram more, types. Correct. That's if what, we're talking about Enneagram. That, that's, yeah. that's what Ian Morgan Cron says. The more numbers you are, the healthier and more stable you are. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Brilliant. Love it. Okay, well, we're going to jump into some uh, questions about running. Oh, I thought we were just going to talk about psychology this whole time. <laughs> I mean, you know, I feel <laughs> Let's like talk about running because I actually care about that too. Conversation about yeah. improving and, mm-hmm. and being willing to change, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. goes into it does. A lot of it ties. A lot mm-hmm. of it ties to my running story. So tell us then, how long have you been running and kind of how did you get into it in the first place? Mm-hmm. I remember back in college, I was trying to run and I would run like twice a year and I'd be like, I'm a runner. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was mostly for, I don't know, fur. I just said fur. I sound like I'm from. It was fur. fur. It was fur. <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was for maybe like looking good to go to the beach or something. I don't know. And all throughout my 20s and 30s, um, I just thought running was something I did once or twice a year, maybe once or twice a month, and I was a runner. And then in... Uh, a little bit before the pandemic, I started running like, I don't know, once a week. And I would text Brittany and Jeff Sawyer uh, about my running escapades. And I felt so proud. And I was running like a 10-minute mile. And there's I, I, I don't want to get into debating or even really focusing on the time being important because your time is not nearly as important as the activity. But I was proud that I would improve. Like, I would run a mile. Honestly, mm-hmm. I would run a mile. And yeah. I was so proud of myself. And I would text them. And it was so It was so. No, we are, we are all for celebrating. I know. Definitely. I know. And definitely. I am. And I look back and I am proud of those moments still. But, like, to see where I've come today, which is I'm not even near what some of the runners are in Cleveland. But um, I started running. And then during the pandemic, honestly, I started running like three or four times a week. Um, but I need to back up just a hair and tell you that I've lost 50 pounds and I had horrible anxiety and panic attacks um, up until 2016. And in 2016, I actually started walking a lot. So if you go back and look at my steps over the past six or eight years, you can see a direct correlation to the number of steps I took every day to my lower anxiety and lower weight and healthier life. And it wasn't running. I was just more active. I was mm-hmm. My body was in motion. And honestly, there's a it's it's been fun because over the fa- past uh, six years, you've it, it went from like walking a lot to running a mile to running two or three miles to running six or seven miles to then running a hundred miles a month this summer. Awesome. Um, I'm not doing that right now, and that's okay. But there's a very slow trajectory, and I'm very proud that it was not a uh, overnight. Like, let's go run 100 miles. Mm -hmm. It was a long journey. And I think health, I think mental health, I think physical health, I think spiritual health, I think they're all journeys, not 
fads. You need to just trust the process. And so the pandemic happened and I started running a lot more. The 2021 happened and I was running like, I think I ran 60 days in a row in 2021. Um, And I just love running. And now I run a lot and I'm sad when I don't run and I feel I don't get a high. I, a lot of people get a runner's high. I get a high the next day that I feel better than I ran yesterday. Like I just, it's a, it's like a mental uh, lift that I know I'm not eating as bad or I'm not, I'm getting the endorphins I need to be better tomorrow. And that's what I love about running. It's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So what, what keeps you going when it gets tough? When it's 30 degrees outside, when it's raining, <laughs> when it's... I have the perfect answer for that. Go, go. Yesterday, <laughs> was, yesterday was the first day I wore pants running, and that sounds really strange. Um, <laughs> then I did not wear shorts running, and I had a long sleeve shirt on and my little tiny Brooks toboggan that I bought from Terra Running and some gloves. Because it was like, I don't know, 45, 50 degrees, and I ran last night, and I smelled chocolate as I ran mm-hmm. and that made me go this is what I love about running when it's cold <laughs> and the imminent factor here in Cleveland Tennessee and there's no place in the world that you can run and actually smell f- hot chocolate <laughs> like for like on the greenway if you yeah. run the greenway when it's cold and the wind is blowing out of the north northwest you can smell chocolate in mm-hmm. Cleveland Tennessee is pretty epic so that's what I do when it gets cold no uh-huh. I was actually thinking last night um, now that it's getting cold again Am I going to make it through the winter and run like I did? And the answer is yes. Um, You just layer up, and the first five minutes are hard. And then after that, your body temperature is just pushing heat off you, and you're you're fine. But the first five minutes, it can be hard. And the hours in the day are shorter in the winter. So it makes it mentally like, I don't want to run at night. But then you get out there, wear the proper gear so that people can see you in the morning or night, and and you'll be fine. So um, I actually think I might slightly like running in the winter just to tiny bit better than running in the summer oh that's, yeah. a, that's a claim okay yeah because the summer is just so hot and you have yeah. to wait until late in the evening to run and that by that time like i, I i'm sure there's plenty of psychology or, or science out there on the running too late at night um and so i wonder about it so i try to be careful about running late at night mm-hmm. i try to run before eight o'clock mm-hmm. um anyways i i like i think i like colder air i think mm-hmm. i do Okay, nice. I know I always have to like really layer up when it's cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I know that in two minutes you're gonna be sweating. I'm gonna be yeah. sweating <laughs> yes. through everything. But I do not care. Yeah, I no. need to be layered up just to get out the door. Yeah. And then if I sweat, you know, I'm gonna take a shower afterwards. Anyway. Exactly. Well, and it's mostly mental. I think like yeah. getting yourself out the door and being like, all right, I'm not gonna be that uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you just gotta. Once you do it a couple of times, you realize it. But like I, the 2021 or 2020, the pandemic, I didn't run any between 20, like, I don't know, December and February. I remember that winter um, in the middle of the pandemic. I didn't run because I was afraid of running in the cold. And then the next winter in the middle of 2021 and 2022, uh, Logan Kirkpatrick, who you probably mm-hmm. need to interview one day on the mm-hmm. podcast, he kind of got me out there in the in, at night in the winter, and I was like, oh, this is not as... He would wear, like, shorts and a T-shirt. And mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I ended up being just fine. So now I'm looking forward to this winter mm-hmm. running. I would also like to preface that this is such a Southerner conversation. Yeah, right. Honestly. That is a good point. We're, we're talking about this because last night was probably the first freeze we've had yeah. or yeah. Uh, frost we've had yeah. here in Cleveland. 
Um, and we're just like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. What are we gonna that's do a good point. Now, like honestly. there are millions of listeners right now that are listening to this podcast that are probably there are millions <laughs> of listeners. Yes, of course there are. <laughs> just believe it, okay? There are millions of listeners right now that are like, you guys are ridiculous <laughs> down south. Yeah. So yeah, um, Brittany and I are originally from the Northeast. I don't, mm-hmm. Are you originally from? Northeast? I lived in New England for uh, nine years of my okay, life. Okay, so mm-hmm. even more north than Brittany and yeah. I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just adapt yeah, to the that's weather. Exactly yeah. Exactly. Right. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah. So now I kind of laugh because now they I, don't have as hot of summers as we do. Right. We adapt to mm-hmm. the Heat. ninety it's plus yes. for months mm-hmm. at a time. Yeah. But if I ever go home for Christmas to my parents, it's usually snow on the ground, yep. and I'm out there running, and it's magical. And yeah. it's like, anyways, that sounds off, awesome. Off the mm-hmm. topic. Off topic. Um, okay. Well, while we while we are talking about mm-hmm. getting out there, um, you travel a lot uh, with your job all yeah. all over the world. Honestly, mm-hmm. you guys are all over the place. How do you fit fitness running? into that Mm. do you fit it into that what Mm. does that look like for you that's a great question um sometimes so i do i literally travel i was in amsterdam like three weeks ago i was in vegas this last week i'm not bragging but it is very hard (laughs) to stay active when you're on the road working from 7 a.m until 11 p.m um it's a mix it depends on where i'm going it depends on how safe i feel Mm -hmm. in amsterdam i was next door to like central park in amsterdam and i ran and it was epic like awesome. I fell on top of the world and so proud of my Strava said I ran in Amsterdam and like <laughs> I just felt super 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 awesome in in Vegas like it was basically you'd have to take an Uber to a safer place and run on the strip with 10,000 people mm-hmm. or you have to run at 6 a.m. in the morning and I couldn't run at 6 a.m. because we had call times um, and so sometimes I run in the hotel uh, uh, exercise place. I just don't like running on treadmills. They're not my favorite. You, you stare at a wall or awkward people next to you, and you're. It's just I don't know. Yeah. It gets the job done right for your for your activity, so you're being active. But I don't love the treadmill in a hotel, so I only do it if it's my only option. I would much prefer to go run in a city, or uh, when I go to Chicago, we're out in the, out in the suburbs, and I'll go run in the suburbs but honestly that leads me to a great point there's no better place on the planet to run than cleveland tennessee in my opinion um the downtown area the lee university campus the greenway um and they're expanding the greenway i think that's what i hear um over time so i'm really i'm really grateful and take for granted the cleveland tennessee running experience um there's just it's just amazing. It's awesome. And so, so when you're traveling, do you do you wake up earlier? Do you stay up later? Do you just kind of <sighs> say, hey, I'll get to it when I'm home? It, yeah, it's 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 really got to be getting. You have to get up earlier. That's what you have to do. Um, and and when you're tired and you're working events, it's it's like easy to make an excuse. But like I said, mentally, tomorrow I feel better if I run. Mm-hmm. So I, I usually don't run at night on events because I'm done. I'm cooked. Yep. Um, but so getting up earlier, in my opinion, is the best. I think it's best for the human body to run in the morning in my reading and understanding. But um, this, I will say it's hard. It takes extreme. It sounds so dramatic to say extreme courage, but it takes courage <laughs> to do it. Um, and uh, discipline is a key word. But getting that first like putting on the running shoes or putting on the shorts just takes courage. And I don't have it every day. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Yeah. We all Especially while traveling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While, while, while traveling. traveling. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we mentioned at the beginning, mm-hmm. you uh, lead our Monday night yes. Terra Trots. That's funny how uh, that came about. Yeah. Can mm-hmm. you tell us uh, how, wait, how you remember the story? And oh. I'll tell you. I'm, I'm actually right. So whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you so, how you were wrong. 
which is basically the story of my life with Brittany. <laughs> uh, Brittany loves to pick on Clark, um, which is probably why I like hanging out. And um, so one day, real, one day we had a Hoka rep come in. We, as if I worked for running, because <laughs> um, all the money you pay me to run the territory. Um, we were uh, just none to be clear. There was there was like nobody. Thank you. It's true. <laughs> there was like nobody going to show up to the ter- to the uh, Hoka thing, and I was what? Brittany begged me to. <laughs> Brittany was like Clark. I really need somebody to be here for the Hoka demo. That's how it happened. Okay, it wasn't that dramatic, but she was like, "Hey, the Hoka demo." I had never had a pair of Hokas ever before, and she was like, "Come try them out." And it was going to be raining. And it was like May or June, and it was like heavy rain, and it was potential lightning, and we got soaked. And we ran, but it was so much fun running with the group of five or six people. I don't mm-hmm. remember. And I was like, let's go get tacos after that, I think. And then we were like, let's go do this again. We should do this every Monday night or every mm-hmm. whatever. And Kennedy, who was living here and working at Lee University at the time, was like, yeah, let's do it. And Brittany was like, yes, I don't have to do it. You guys can totally do it. Um, and then the rest is history. Then we said, let's have Taco Tuesday, Taco Monday. Mm-hmm. It would have made sense. To do. That's why no one gets tacos, because we, <laughs> we it was Monday night, and we right. were doing a taco run. And they, people were like, that should be on Tuesday. So we, uh, we showed up the next week, and then, I don't know, it's been a year and a half mm-hmm. since we started it. Yeah. And this last week, we had the biggest group we've ever had. Um, and at the end of the day, it gives me... I, I literally will fly home early. I changed my flight this week to get home to run in the Terra Trot because I love it that much. And I travel a lot, so sometimes I miss it. But being home, running with friends, two miles. We do two laps through downtown and Lee University. Two miles and then two miles so is a total of four. And it's literally one of my favorite days of the week. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. And I just want to make Brittany happy, so I try to always be there, too. <laughs> well, if you know, if you listen to episode one, you know, I'm pretty introverted. Yes, you um, We were just talking about that this morning, Clark and I, off the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have to pump myself up to go mm-hmm. to group runs. And it, it's fine, um, but, you know, I own a retail store, so it can only, <laughs> yeah. can only hide in my house and read so often. Um, but... <laughs> A group run is something that we had never done Mm -hmm. before consistently. We would have events once a month. We would have our brands come and bring demo sets of shoes where you could try them. Uh, But it wasn't something we did consistently every week. But I definitely believe in it. I mean, it's it's the core of what we do is creating community Mm -hmm. and being approachable. Um, and so when Clark and Kennedy, the two most extroverted people I've ever I met. Am, oh, I, I, take, I take issue with that. I'll come back to it. Keep going. Okay. The two most energetic and uh, inspiring running <laughs> friends I have ever wow. met said, let's do this every week. I said, great, you do this every week. <laughs> She's if not kidding. If you commit to coming <laughs> every true. week, we will do it. But I, this can't be another thing on my plate or Tiff's plate or my employee's. And yeah, I, I didn't I didn't work for Brittany yet. So really what happened was she had to deal with Clark and she was like, Oh my gosh, I need to hire someone to buff. <gasps> oh, hey, oh my gosh. She's I'm uh, kidding. No, you're not kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's All this true. time I thought Brittany liked me, but now that's I'm learning. True. Tiffany didn't work for me. I always forget when she started. She literally I don't know if I'll edit this out. Yesterday <laughs> nope. we were talking about Christmas, last Christmas, and she's like, Did you work for me at this point? Nope. And I literally like, I'm not even answering that. I'm insulted. You <gasps> I just never think about it. Like, like, I think either she's been here forever or she, like, just started. I'm like, were you here last Christmas? I were you, honestly here, were you here last week? I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, you've just always been here. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have a Tiffany. Can you imagine me without a Tiffany? Nope. No. 
Mm-hmm. You can't. Mm-hmm. So um, I've seen that firsthand, yeah. and I will agree. That's why she said, Clark, if you want to do it. Right. Yeah. It's on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'll show up when I feel like it. It's true. Um, which is not an exaggeration. That's, I hate to admit. But um, Clark has really taken this under his wing and grown it. And mm-hmm. he's so great on social media and in- encouraging to everyone that comes. Um, it's a very approachable run where, you know, we, we invite everyone of all speeds. And I'm just very thankful that you have um, helped me with this because it's a great thing for us to have. Um, I've been waiting on you to say this to me like for a year. So thank you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I want to say this about introversion, extroversion regarding this because I actually do. I'm I'm in the, you don't believe me, I'm in the same category as you. I get fueled by being by myself and working and getting stuff done, done, done alone. And I don't like group runs, to be honest with you, but I love Mondays. Mm -hmm. I I prefer to honestly run alone, except for when I'm running on the greenway and then I run to Brittany. Like we're like crossing paths and then I'm like, I want (laughs) to, and then, and I do, I do enjoy that. But I like running alone because I don't have to perform. Right. I don't have to talk to people. I don't have to like, I can breathe on my own and I can be quiet and I can just listen to, I listen to classical music when I run, by the way, because it keeps me calm. Like it, ke- mm-hmm. it keeps me from running too fast. I won't make fun of that. I was going to. Yeah, I, I, I looked over. I looked over Brittany's Brittany. face. Yeah. and she pursed Listen, her lips. I did. I, I, I saw myself. Um, I did see that. <laughs> I listen to classical music when I run because it's calming. Um, I do. Last night I listened to a country's playlist from two thousand. All right, I'm going to make fun of that. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> but I, I do love running alone because I don't have to perform. And, but on Monday nights there is something special about once a week being with a group of people. So some of you out there that are listening, the millions that are listening. Um, <laughs> I know uh, the Katz family up in Pittsburgh is listening, at least. Definitely. Um, uh, so, oh, what was I going to say? <laughs> um, I know that there are people that are hesitant to run in a group on Monday nights. But just let me tell you that me and Brittany don't even like running in groups, but it's <laughs> worth it. M- one day a week, I t- I'm telling you, one day a week, because it's just enough to be the catalyst for you to run more during the week. Definitely. Telling when you. When we're acting like we just, like, endure it, I actually really like it. It's fun. Yeah, definitely. And I it's enjoy... only 30 minutes if you just want to run two, two miles. Right, definitely. So. Yeah. Um, did you expect running to be this kind of communal thing for you? Is that... Um, Oh, did I expect it? Um, I was looking for it for personal gain, like as far as losing weight and and feeling better about my life. The the, the community thing was a, a just a massive icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. No, I did not. I, I saw people running. I saw my friends that were involved in running groups and stuff. And that, that's not what I was chasing. I was chasing healthy. I was chasing a healthier life. I was on a trajectory of a healthy life, and that's what I was chasing. So the community thing was just like, oh, wow, I can talk about this with more people. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely not an expectation or a like thing I was aiming for. It just happened to be awesome that there is a running community here in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there definitely is. A good mm-hmm. one. Thanks yeah. to Thanks people to like all of you. Yeah, yeah and honestly, honestly. And I, I mean, I think you kind of talked about this already, but like how has that, I guess, communal part affected the way you view running mm-hmm. and just kind of your running journey, I guess? Um, I think... I talk to a lot of people about running because I run all the time, right? Right, and a lot of people are like, "Why are you running? Who, who's running? Who's chasing you?" And I'm, um, I'm like, literally, somebody messaged me yesterday and said, "Who's chasing you?" Um, I'm like, <laughs> I literally, you know, what my response was bad health. Mm-hmm. That's what I. Ooh, and then the person burn, rolled their eyes. <laughs> um, I have the screenshot to prove. Um, I think that uh, the question was about what was the question? <laughs> 
We can't I was thinking about how great my point was. Oh, no. I was just I was just wondering how the communal aspect, how that's kind of impacted the way you view running yeah. and uh, your running journey. I would say that it's been the necessary fuel just to keep just to lean into me to keep going. Um, again, there's a lot of people who are like running stupid um, or don't you're running too much or whatever the the world thinks of me <laughs> the people out there they, they think of me the but millions the millions that are listening <laughs> um i'm really excited that there are this you have a growing audience i'm super pumped for you i'm not trying to diminish that at all i'm just being sarcastic i think that uh the community keeps literally it, it's it's so peer pressure there's just a little bit of it in the back of my mind like if i stop running then i might not uh keep this community going or i told Brittany the other day i would love to see we are the most unhealthy one of the most unhealthy zip codes in the world, mm-hmm. um, our region, this region mm-hmm. is, and we're the most spiritual, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like there's more bi- Bible literacy. I'm not trying to make this about spirituality here, but there's more Bible literacy here, but it's the most unhealthy. And I care a lot about seeing people who have deep faith and believe in the good and the transformation of the world also care about the transformation of their personal health and their temple, as the Bible <laughs> might describe it. Um, and I would love to see literally thousands of people in the terror trot one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love for there to be 10 terror trots that were, of, I don't know. I just, I, we have the best community for running and we have plenty of people who need to change their life. Um, and I'm one of them that did over the past six years. I went from unhealthy, 50 pounds heavier and panic attacks and unhealthy everything. And now I'm much healthier, no panic attacks. And I'm going to live longer to see my kids, God willing. I don't have a car accident or die in a plane crash. Mm -hmm. But my health, so the community keeps me going that way. My desire to see more people do it. I don't know what that's going to look like with with Tara or with my personal life. I don't want to be a fitness influencer. But I would love to see my hometown more active. Mm -hmm. And there's, I think there's a huge opportunity for it, if you want me to be honest. I don't think we've even scratched the surface of Cleveland being active. I, I think you've already, I think you have, I think what Brittany is in terror running Tiffany, what I think what y'all are doing is you are preparing a foundation for a fit and active Cleveland, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I just think I get to be part of it. And I'm freaking stoked about that. Mm-hmm. I love that. One of the things I really like about um, the running, I guess, retail space, mm-hmm. if you will, is how it actually is super community mm-hmm. based, uh, maybe more than other sports. Maybe I'm biased, but um, really, I mean, it's a good thing that you guys got the Terra going because any running store should be having a group run. Yeah. It should be a hub of community yeah. um, and building that community in that town. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think it's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love seeing all the people join. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just gave me a great point to bring up here. The number of people that come to the Terratrot that are on a journey of health and restoration and listening to Dusty's story mm-hmm. about how unhealthy he was and how much anxiety he had in episode six or five or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, there are so many people that show up. I won't mention their names. They're like, hey, I'm, I, I went to the doctor and this happened and I'm trying to get from here to here. We are helping people transform their lives through community and through activity, it's, it's a trot. We're not running fast unless mm-hmm. Asher and Brennan are running. Um, we're not running fast. We're just being active. And it's like a catalyst to better health. So anyways, yeah. I don't know if that made a point. No, I mean, ju- mm-hmm. yeah, just that I love that running stores are hubs of community yes. and, and community health in mm-hmm. the towns that they're in. And so we're very honored to be a part of that yep. in Cleveland. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, so for the um, wrap up, mm-hmm. we always ask our guests, mm-hmm. can you give us some advice um, for a new or non-runner, someone like looking to get into mm-hmm. it, they think it's cool, <laughs> they found the Terror Girls podcast and now they're like itching to do something. Yep. And then I'm gonna ask you advice that you would give to a seasoned runner, someone mm-hmm. who's been doing it for a while. The most advice I can offer is to to the new newbies out there like me, because I get people all the time that say, hey, on Instagram, they'll message me. Hey, um, what do you think about this time? Or, hey, I'm trying to run like you. And I'm like, you have no idea. I'm 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 just doing it more as a hobby than like a health hobby than I'm like a competitive running like a lot of expert runners do. But I'm like. They're like, look at my time. And I look back and go, I used to care about that too. <laughs> and the, the thing that I've heard across the board from health experts is it's, it's, uh, it's not about how fast you run. It's about how long the number of minutes that you run, like 30 minutes, 45, 60 minutes, whatever. The, like run, just run comfortably, push yourself a little bit. Look at your time maybe for race prep. But don't look at your time for anything other than that. You should look at your time for are you being active and how long are you running? Because if you run a seven-minute pace and run 20 minutes, your body probably needs 30 or 40 minutes of, of high heart rate and cardi- cardiovascular development. Um, and so don't, don't try to win every day. Just try to be active. That's the best advice I can give you. Mm-hmm. It's not about your timing, the, the speed. If you look at over a course of a year, it's about how many days were you active and did you get 30-ish minutes in every day. Also, don't only run. Get some other strength training in. Mm-hmm. Um, this year I started in January. I started doing strength training at a local gym, and I do two three days a week, and it's absolutely incredible benefit to do both. And then for the seasoned runner, seasoned runner, keep inspiring us. Mm. Um Wow, I might cry. Sheesh. I'm doing this today because uh, in particular two people, Brittany and Jeff, um, inspired the heck out of me to do what I do today. And um, your stories and your your personal transformations uh, and your journeys have really pushed people like me, actually given me the, the confidence to get out there. So keep encouraging us. That's all I can say. You're Thank great you. inspirations. Thank you. Awesome. It, uh, Why did you make our... me cry? Dang it. <laughs> I blame Brittany. Yes. I wasn't we planning you, to do that. We made people cry on the Terror Girls podcast. Yep. The success. Fits perfectly with our new tagline, which is inspiring people one runner at a time. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And we don't mean that in a cheesy way. We mean it mm-hmm. in a real way. Um, and, and you're an inspiration too, Clark. Absolutely. Um, and I, I that again, I know we keep talking about the Terra Trap, but... I think that's one of the coolest things about it is seeing all the new people who mm-hmm. have been inspired um, to just get out there. Yep. So I love that. Hey, tell your story in a way that people can clearly understand it and they will take action. That's what I do for a profession as I help businesses tell their story more clearly. And the more you tell a story that is clearly told, more people will take action and participate in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. Keep doing it. Keep telling the story. Mm-hmm. Well, and Clark has definitely been an inspiration to me and a good friend through a lot of hard things and really inspired me to have the courage to tell my story and keep doing it. Proud of you. So I appreciate it. 
All right, it's our final lap question. Last oh, question. Another one? Yeah. I don't want I know, more I know. questions. <laughs> this one's even better. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. You can take this as serious or as light as you want to. Uh, but we've been asking everyone this question, including ourselves, and we struggled the most. So don't okay. don't feel pressure. Okay. What advice would you give yourself from ten years ago? Mm. Ten years ago, um, that was two thousand and twelve. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, the advice I would give myself 10 years ago is that you can go a hell of a lot further than you think you can. And don't try to do it overnight. Just aim. I'm getting my pilot's license right now. I've said that 15 times on this podcast so far. But as you're landing the plane and even taking off, they say pick a spot on the horizon and go for that. Taking off landing, flying like flying straight and level, pick a spot and go for it. Don't look right down below you um, and don't look up into the sky. Find something way down there and aim for it because that will give you the best landing if you look way down the runway. Um, And so look at the – expect and hope that you have a long life or maybe you're in school or something. Look at the end of school. Look at the end of your running journey and just say, hey, I can't really see all the way over the horizon, but I know I'm aiming for that. Um, And so I wish I could tell myself that 10 years ago. And I try to remind myself right now in the season that I'm in and how hard it can be every day, running a team, running a team, like literally, literally leading a team of people that look at the look at the horizon, look at where you're going. Don't look at today. And when you're ready to give up, I heard this on a podcast or a book or something in the last 24 hours. When you're ready to give up, just give it one more day. And I heard, I don't I heard it on an Instagram story. That's where I heard it. If you're ready to give up, just give it one more day. Because I guarantee you, if you give it a day, you'll be okay tomorrow. So that's awesome. Yeah, Clark from ten years ago mm-hmm. has some wisdom. Fifty pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. And ready to get get started running. Yep. Inspire some people. That's awesome. Well, Clark, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. We. We love hanging out with you. I don't know if the listeners can tell. Um, <laughs> we see Clark all the time in the coffee shop and chatting, and uh, he's just a fun, awesome person with a lot of wisdom. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really, really appreciate what you bring to the Cleveland running community, what you bring to the terror running community, and all that you've taught us about sharing story um, because we really have um, learned a lot from you and continue to learn a lot from you. So thank you Honored. very much. Thank you. Too. Definitely. Clark and Reverb are a – a big part of the influence of Terra Girls and what we try to do at Terra Running Company. So we we do really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for letting me be part of the story. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you sticking with us and Terra Girls so you can hear from all the great people in the Cleveland running community. And as you can tell, it's a lively, wonderful running community. And yeah, we hope you'll stay with us. I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terra Girls. Inspiring people, one runner at a time. Bam! Thank you so much for listening into Terror Girls Episode 7. We are so excited to have been able to sit down with our good friend Clark Campbell, and we hope you enjoyed this interview as much as we did. Clark really is an inspiring runner as well as a very talented storyteller and truly an all-around encouraging person. If you're in Cleveland and want to meet him, come by Terror Running on a Monday evening for our group run. I'm sure he will be the first to find you and introduce himself. We'll see you there. Until next time.